0: All right, everybody, we're back. Uh, I know we kind of had an abrupt stop on Tuesday as we were talking about the topic of pornography. And Kurt and I are, are just trying to basically, you know, if you missed uh, Tuesday's conversation, go back and listen to it. But just striking the balance of, okay, are we, uh, you know, introducing something to our children that we shouldn't be introducing? Are we talking about it at too young of an age? How should we approach this subject? And Kurt, before we you know, in this podcast, we definitely need to talk to to, to parents out there who, who may be older and have older children. Um, so yeah, not just, uh, kind of introducing this, but Kurt, what were you uh, asking as we concluded?
1: Oh, I can't remember now. I just drew a blank
0: because
1: <laughs> I asked you and then you said, hold on, let's record. And now I can't remember what were we talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was just the follow-up questions, <laughs> you know, of, uh, okay. You yeah. Yeah. Have that conversation. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just really curious, like, uh, about how, I mean, I, I'm just like all cards on the table because this is a conversation I'm going to have to have with my oldest son very soon. Is like, but I also am just like weighing like the possibility. Cause I don't, I sincerely don't want to be like, Hey son, this is, there's a thing called pornography and this is what it is. Cause I don't want him to be like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, Right now he doesn't have a category well, for that.
0: Well let's right? let's let's also yeah. say, I mean, as we adults talking about this, we know there's you know, something called quote unquote softcore pornography and then hardcore sure. pornography. And so <laughs> we can say just you know, a picture of, you know, a nude man or woman, that's pornographic, even though it's not, you know, the actual sex act. We know there are, you know, sex videos, all kinds of things out there. And I mean, part of the reason why we're having this conversation again is is because of an article that Tim Challies links to on his a la carte. If you ever go to Challies.com, you know, he has an a la carte where he just has several articles or videos or just stuff around the, the Internet. And it was a New York Times article dealing with uh, just the rise of child pornography. And, um, I think the title I'm, I'm trying to get there is, uh, the internet is overrun with images of child sexual abuse. What went wrong? And it kind of gives a stat right at the beginning. It says last year, tech companies reported over 45 million online photos and videos of children being sexually abused. That's more than double what they found in the previous year. And I didn't read all of the article. Um, I read a response to the article, article because the article gets very graphic and, I just didn't want to, didn't want to read it, but uh, the article, this is
1: why the article, can I jump in here? Yes, this please. is why this, this is so important is because,
0: um, one in four
1: girls, one in four women and one in six men are sexually abused. Right. Is that, is that the stat?
0: Uh, yeah. And according to some. There's a
1: direct, yeah. According to some. And, Uh, some people think that it might actually be higher than that. And uh, I don't know. We had this conversation on air or just off air. Um, I I think we've had, I know we've talked about it, but I think, um, on the pie I know we've talked about, uh, that stat, but that's directly related to what we're talking about here. Right. Mm -hmm. Not only because we want to protect our children. We've talked before about like not using nicknames for their genitalia and stuff like that, like, um, because we're trying to protect them, but also because, um, you know there's a direct correlation between um and you might say to yourself someone might be saying to myself how is like i don't know how is looking at a picture of uh you know how is the sports illustrated swimsuit edition <laughs> and talk about some of the dates us like <laughs> does that even exist anymore i don't know, I don't know either. but how's i don't the sports illustrated does it still exist i don't I know have idea. but how do, how does that connect to child pornography? Yeah. Right. Um, and th- but this is why it's so important to have this conversation because those two things aren't nearly as far removed as you might want to believe that they are. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Even though one, one is out in the open and one is like hidden in the dark corners of the internet. Mm-hmm. Like they like, those two things are, both of those things are pornography. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now you said there's a varying degree yes. between those things, yeah, right.
0: But, I'm glad yeah. you brought us back anyway. around on that because uh, I do, yeah. we, we need to talk more about wh- what we were just saying from this New York Times mm-hmm. article. But, you know, I think as you're talking to, you know, your eight year old, you start addressing, you know, kind of the quote unquote soft core, you know, just a basic understanding of, you know, these are pictures of uh, nude men and women uh, that are out there. And that's, you know, uh, Sexual immorality that the Scripture talks about it falls into that mm-hmm. category. When I went on that <laughs> kind of tangent on Tuesday, uh, the Greek word "porneia" I mean that encompasses absolutely everything that we can, any ways in which we can pervert God's biblical design of sexuality fits into that Greek word "porneia." And so, um, mm-hmm. you give your you know eight year old a mild understanding of what it is. You know, you don't get as graphic. So that's kind of the the easy response there, excuse me. But as far as what, while we're continuing to discuss this topic and and really some of what led to this conversation is this article from the New York times that basically there's so much child pornography that's on the internet uh, that it cannot be policed. That, you know, the FBI, that that all of the um, agencies that are, trying to prevent this, there's no way they can deal with all the cases. It's just so over the top. And so, I mean, I'm hesitant to even mention some of what's mentioned in that article because again, I read bits and pieces. Um, but to know, I mean, we're we're talking about infants. We're talking about three year olds, uh, that there are those out there who are seeking these kind of images. And so one, just as parents, we've got to be aware of that, um that this world is, so exceedingly evil that sometimes we, we need to be slapped across the face with it uh, to just be reminded of the depravity of mankind's hearts, but to also know we as parents need to protect our children. I mean, one, just, you know, keeping up with them to know that there are people out there who want to snatch them away and, you know, just thinking and of sex trafficking, we, all of that, that that's a reality out there. But then the correlation, you know, from just...
1: Well, that's, that's what I wanted to say is that... Um, how do we get here? Like, how do we get to a place where, I mean, cause I saw the link to that article and I saw, I saw a, a commentary by the guy who wrote it <laughs> and just reading that was, um, just sickening, honestly. And I couldn't even make myself click on the article to read about it. Cause it just sounded terrible. But how did we get here? And the truth is, is that how we got here is by degrees. We didn't just jump into this. Like, um, we didn't jump into a culture and a society where this is so prevalent um, with two feet, instead we slipped into the pool in the shallow end, and it, I'm always reminded of. Um, and I know this guy's had has been in the news in a couple of years for other reasons, but I'm always reminded of the comedian Aziz Ansari. Um, Aziz Ansari has a Netflix show, and I can't Master of None, I think is what it's called, and uh, it's the second season was filmed in Italy, <laughs> and prior to filming that, um, prior to filming that season. Uh, he went and lived in Italy and kind of just went off the grid on the internet uh, and just went and lived in Italy and learned how to make pasta and uh, which he can do when you're wealthy like he was so congratulations to him on that but um, when he came back and he started doing stand-up again one of the things that he said and he just this wasn't even, this is was just like a setup to a joke so it wasn't even this how you know that it's true and also that like it wasn't even the point of the joke but he was just saying like how he was overrun when he came back uh, to the United States with the sexual imagery that is just everywhere. That sexual imagery was everywhere. And that when he had unplugged, like, um, and he was, you know, just living in old Italy and like, you know, making pasta, like his thoughts. Um, and now he would not say it this way, but like his thought life was much better and healthier. And he was much less likely to run into, um, to, to find himself falling into sexual immorality. And I don't think he would say it this way. You know, he said it in kind of a funny way. But, I mean, the truth of the matter is he said he came back to the United States and he was just like, there's sex everywhere. It's like, it's on the television. It's on the billboards. It's on the cabs. It's on the, it's like, it's like, it's just everywhere. And that is, and like, and that's not child pornography, right? Like, that's not, that's not what's everywhere. But when that is everywhere, then the darker things and people are always going to want to go darker. Right. And so that mm-hmm. like people will say you're being a Puritan or you're being a prude by, um, not being on social media or by, you know, saying that like things like the sports illustrated swimsuit issue is it, it some people might even recoil for me to call that pornography, but we don't get to 45 million images of child pornography by, like we didn't just end up there. Like we didn't, we didn't take a left turn and end up on that street. Like we had to take many directions to get there. And it was by varying degrees that we got there.
0: Right. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes. No, absolutely. And, and I think, um, you know, Romans one is always, (laughs) you know, a place I, I I point to that. Yeah. You know, when you, when you think of in essence, what's, what's happening there, uh, people made sex, their God and God ultimately, Turned them over to that and said, "Okay, if you want to worship sex as your god, here, have have sex, do what you want with it." And perversions came about because of that. And so, yes, when you, when you think of, I mean, if we're talking about the average age of porn exposure is eight, nine, ten years old, you think of okay, someone starting to look at pornography at ten. Okay, if they continue that pattern until they're twenty, and then thirty, and then forty, it must get darker it must get more perverted and so this is the correlation of early porn exposure and then leading to something more and more perverted it it, it gets darker and darker I mean there's all sorts of I mean you know the term torture porn um, and so people cannot just get aroused by pornography they have images of torture and pornography and so it just gets more and more uh, perverse and again we're not you know getting, too graphic down that, but we, we've got to, to have some kind of um, conversation about this just to, to be aware of this. I mean, some of the stats that are mentioned in that article, Kurt, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to you. It says in 1998, there were over 3,000 reports of child sexual abuse imagery. Just over a decade later, yearly reports soared past 100,000. In 2014, that number surpassed 1 million for the first time. Last year, there are 18.4 million more than one third of the total ever reported. Okay So those reports include over 45 million images and videos flagged as child sexual abuse, something illegal, but again, there's 45 million images out there and they cannot stop it. The internet has ever run with this.
1: Well, I was just gonna say, like, this is sobering and this is dark. And I don't want us to end here. And I know that we've got to end pretty soon. So let's talk about let's let's talk about fighting against um, the wave, what seems like a tsunami. Okay. And if you're listening to this podcast, like I want also want to be realistic. Like odds are that your child is not, you know, like your 11 year old or 12 year old or 15 year old is not into child pornography. The odds the odds say that is almost certainly not the case. Um, um, now, if they're sending images to each other, if they're 15, 16-year-old, it's technically child pornography, too, So, um, because those are minors. But, um, but am but I t- wrong about that, John? No, I, yeah. I think
0: you're Yeah, 100% yeah. right. And to also just add into that, that this stuff is out there, and your children could be exposed to it accidentally. Yes. And so being mm-hmm. just uh, yeah, extremely cautious of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So all that to say is that what, what do we do? Okay. What do we do about it? Do we just fret? Um, do we, um, do we move to a commune in the mountains? Um, we know that those things are not ultimately where they're going to solve our problems because all these issues are hard issues. Not, they're not, even though the culture is weighing down on us, um, the culture is just coming from the hearts of people. So, um, John, let's talk about, um, other than (laughs) talking about it, what do we do? Um, what do we do? Well, if you're a parent and you're just overwhelmed by that stat and you're just like in fear, what what do we say?
0: Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think as far as what's, you know, one thing we do, um, and, uh, I am trying to look up the article while we were talking at the same time just so people can go check that out um you know a more tame version of that that was linked on chally's website um i I do think i mean just what we're doing on this podcast kurt we've got to as parents continue to have this conversation uh just periodically uh talking to other parents about this discussing it in, in a church you know if you have Men's and women's groups, where you can bring this up, if they're kind of parenting seminars, whatever. I mean, just for people listening, I mean, to if you can take initiative to have your church revisit this topic periodically, yes. I think it's got to be addressed and it's got to be talked about. And then, as, as parents, we've got to have some form of conversation with our children about it. Uh, I mean, it's you know not an overstatement to say it's destroying people's lives. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, so yeah, conversation is, is just one thing we've got to, we've got to do. Um, so that's, uh, we've got to take action. I mean, that's, that's the thing, Curt, and and I think conversation is, is a main way that we need to be dealing with this. Uh, what, what do you think?
1: Well, I mean, I think people are going to want more than that, but, um, I think, you know, it doesn't, <coughs> it doesn't fill me with like, uh, like confidence and reassuring reassurance. Well, like, I, I guess yeah.
0: people might want more than that, but here's the thing is we know families aren't talking at all. Like not just mm. about this, they're not together having conversation. Yeah. And so it seems like, I think again, that's another insidious way in which the devil makes us think, oh, there's got to be more. Or, there's got to be a fix. There's got to be a filter we can put out there. Filters are, are mm-hmm. jokes. They're, they're not going to help with this. But I know families are not together. Um, families are, you know, separated. There's not a dinner table for more families. And so I think it's actually extremely radical to suggest that we have conversation because, um we're not doing it. And so um, I just think that's one step that we've got to start taking in our own households, and our own families. um, That's, that's a, that's a big step. I'm not saying there's not more we can do and that um, I I agree with you to a certain point that people are going to want more than that, but I do think it's more significant than we give it credit for.
1: Well, um, I don't have anything else really to add um, to this. I mean, like there's not,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, just with it. I mean, that means we've got to be more cautious. I will.
1: I will reference. I will reference back to our. I do think people should go back and listen to our first episode on pornography, though, um, because this is this, this conversation is decidedly different. Um, not not in like our opinion or you know our thoughts on the matter, but just because we cover some it. different areas. Yeah, yeah we're <laughs> still against it. Um, it's still bad, and it, um, the. Uh, you know what I what I tell boys that I talk to in my ministry is that um, uh, I've never done something that God wanted me to do and felt shameful afterwards. You know, if I gave you know someone uh, a homeless man on the side of the street a meal, or if I um, helped someone, I've never afterwards felt like, oh man, I'm such a terrible person. And how you feel after? Um, how you feel after something will tell you a lot about, um, whether that's a good thing for you or a bad thing for you. And I think that's a good, great way to talk. That's the, how I talk about, talk about this to teenage boys is like how you feel after you use pornography tells you everything you need to know about what it's doing to you. Um, they, uh,
0: that's yeah. a good counsel. I, I think obviously along with us, I mean, parents, we, we've got to be cautious of giving devices to our children. Um, I mean, that's, again, very obvious. <laughs> it's something we've heard a thousand times before, but uh, stuff like this is just a reminder of, okay, we've got to be more proactive. We've got to be different from the world and in and, uh, and our practices of giving devices to our children, but then also just the freedoms we allow them. As you said, you know, no um, phones in the bedroom. I think this is good reason for that. Um, if people want to check this article out through the Tim Challey's website, if you go to his a la carte back on October 2nd, um, there's an article uh, entitled America, a child pornocracy by Rod Dreyer. And, uh, he gets into some of the New York times article without all of the graphic details. They're still in that article sections that I skipped over. So I did not read it all. Um, but just you know, being, realizing this is out there, um, should, you know, move us to, to do everything we can to, to fight and push back against this. Um, because it's, yeah, it's horrible and it's definitely connected to just our devices. It's connected to porn exposure. And, um, again, you know, we, we can't turn a blind eye to it. We've got to be somewhat knowledgeable. And so that's part of the reason why we're having this conversation. Uh, Kurt, as you said, it's, uh, a horrible conversation to have in many ways. You know, we don't want to have it, but uh, feeling the responsibility to uh, keep this dialogue going, keep this conversation going, um, I think it's part of our our call as uh, Christians. Um, but you know, ending with, with hope. I mean, we we absolutely need to be reminded God is enthroned; uh, that He is over all of this. That this grieves Him more than any of us. That every injustice that occurs, uh, that He will deal with and um, that there is hope, even in the midst of talking about something very dark. So I think it's important to hear and be reminded of the gospel just at the end. So, Kurt, any last words on that of just giving hope or encouragement, anything?
1: Well, I mean, I, I'll i say what I say to my students, um, is that even your deepest sins are, are not what define you. um, not, um sins uh, you commit and the sins committed against you are not, uh, what define you. And that's, what's great about Jesus is that he redefines who you are in him. So good.
0: Yeah. Good word. Yeah. Again, uh, we do appreciate all of those who tune in and listen. Um, I know a darker podcast for sure, but something that's important to talk about. And Kurt, thanks for just engaging the conversation, helping me think through it. Hopefully this helps those listening think through it. And uh, again, we'd love to to hear from you guys uh, by email um, or reach out and let us know how we can better discuss this subject and learn from you guys as well. So thanks for tuning in.